Hello and welcome to UCA News Weekly Summary, your guide to news and information about and of interest to the church in Asia. I'm John Lawrenson. There seems no end in sight for Sri Lanka's woes as protesters rejected Parliament's decision to vote former Prime Minister Ranil Wickremesinghe as the new president. Catholic clergy, Buddhist monks and rights activists have joined the chorus saying Wickremesinghe was rejected and not voted in by the people. The new president was sworn in on Thursday, a day after his election, after briefly serving as the acting president when former president Gotabaya Rajapaksa fled the country. Wickremesinghe's party had lost in the 2020 parliamentary election. He entered parliament with just one bonus seat and has been a loyalist of the Rajapaksa political dynasty that ruled the island nation for over two decades and is blamed for the current weakening of the economy. According to the World Food Programme, nearly five million people need food aid. More than five out of every six families were either skipping meals, eating less or buying worse food, it said. The Catholic bishop has called for respecting human dignity in conflict-torn Myanmar. In a message last Sunday, Archbishop Marco Tin Nguyen of Mandalay said he was deeply disheartened by the suffering of thousands of people, mostly from villages whose homes were burned and properties were looted, leaving them homeless, displaced and in dire need of food and shelter. The prelate has appealed for peace as the military junta escalates its attacks on civilians with airstrikes and artillery shelling in several villages including the historic Catholic Mon Hla village in Sagaing region. Media reports suggest the military regime is specifically targeting three Catholic villages in the Buddhist Bama heartland of Sagaing in a bid to stamp out growing resistance by people's defence forces. Churches and villages in Christian strongholds like Kaya, Chin, Karen and Kachin states have been attacked. Priests, pastors and lay people have been arrested and killed. Members of a pro-independence insurgent outfit shot dead 10 civilians, including a Protestant pastor, in Indonesia's conflict-ridden Christian-majority Papua region. About 20 members of the criminal group stopped and fired at the truck carrying civilians, mostly traders, and the Protestant pastor Eliaza Bana. This was one of the bloodiest attacks on civilians in the restive region that has seen an escalation of violence in recent years. The West Papua National Liberation Army, the military wing of Papua's main separatist group, claimed responsibility for the attack. Thousands have been killed and displaced amid fighting between security forces and insurgents since Indonesia annexed Papua in the 1960s. Filipino Catholic religious superiors have vowed to defy the threat of being labelled communists by the government and to continue their criticism on issues like mismanagement and corruption. In a statement last Sunday, the religious leaders said the red tagging would not deter them from being critical of President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. 
The superiors noted that their fellow confrères were red-tagged and that their names were called out for condemning graft and rights violations during the regime of former President Rodrigo Duterte. Red-tagging is the labelling of individuals or groups, or both, as terrorists or communists for criticising the government. Successive governments have used this malpractice against the Communist Party of the Philippines since 1969. The governments have also accused activists, journalists, politicians and various organisations publicly for being allegedly involved with the communists. Red tagging intensified during Duterte government and some senior church officials were targeted for strongly criticising the deadly anti-drug war that left thousands dead. Catholic bishops in Pakistan have joined educationists to call for withdrawal of a revised school curriculum that makes Islamic instruction a significant part of compulsory subjects. During a press conference in Lahore on Wednesday, the Catholic Bishops' National Commission for Justice and Peace said Pakistan's religious minorities demand textbooks without hate material and insisted that the education policy and curriculum be in line with national and international human rights frameworks. Christian educationists regretted that the national curriculum was being imposed without the required consensus, which violates constitutional rights to education. The single national curriculum, introduced by the government of former Prime Minister Imran Khan as a uniform education system across the nation, has forced strong criticism for failing to recognise the religious and cultural diversity of Pakistan. Catholic activists and environmentalists have criticised the South Korean government for its pro-nuclear power stance to overcome a crippling energy deficit in the country. Earlier this month, the government of President Yoon Suk-yeol said it will embrace nuclear power as part of efforts to reduce carbon emissions. This is a reversal of the strategy of the previous government of President Moon Jae-in that sought to gradually phase out the country's nuclear power plants within the next five decades. Catholic activists and environmental campaigners have said the pro-nuclear policy is a threat to present and next generations as nuclear plants often do not follow safety standards set by the European Union and remain vulnerable to disasters. South Korea is one of the world's most prominent nuclear energy countries and exports nuclear technology widely. It has 25 active reactors, providing one-third of the nation's total electricity. The Korean government also aims to export new energy from nuclear plants abroad by 2030. Reporters Without Borders, the global media watchdog, has urged Timor-Leste government to drop charges against journalist Raimundos Oki, who has been charged for violating judicial secrecy. The editor-in-chief of the Okuzi Post came under fire for publishing reports that argued that virginity tests for underage girls in an abuse case involving American ex-priest Richard Dashback were forced on the victims and violated human rights. Oki faces a sentence of six years if found guilty. In a statement on Tuesday, the RSF said Timor Leste should put public interest on top, as the story Oki covered is so sensitive that he cannot be accused of violating judicial confidentiality. 
Earlier, International Federation of Journalists urged the government to drop charges against Oki and respect press freedom. Dashback, a former Divine Word priest, was jailed for 12 years in December for sexually abusing young orphaned and underprivileged girls in a shelter he founded in 1993. He is the first priest in the Catholic-majority country to be charged and convicted for child sex abuse. A church group has welcomed the Taiwanese government's new policy for the protection of foreign fishermen working in distant water fishing fleets. Taiwan passed the regulations in May and began its implementation in July. The regulation aims to improve labour environment in the fishery industry and ensure safeguarding of human rights. It stipulates a salary for migrant fishermen of $550 per month, a hike of $100, increased insurance costs and greater monitoring of the work situation by installing CCTV cameras on board, besides creating a task force to inspect ships. The Stella Maris Kaosung that provides care for migrants, seafarers and refugees said the regulation would improve the lives of the migrant fishers and protect their rights. About 21,000 migrant fishermen are employed in Taiwanese fishing boats, a majority from Indonesia and the Philippines. Many of them are vulnerable to abuses such as forced labour. Thousands of people, including church and government leaders in Vietnam, enjoyed watching a soccer competition for Catholic priests that seeks to boost fraternal spirit and solidarity among the clergy. The first two matches of the National Synodal Cup were played at the Phong Phu Stadium in northern Vietnam on Tuesday. Total 20 teams representing Vietnam's 27 Catholic dioceses are competing in the months-long tournament organised by Vietnamese bishops. Before start of the matches, the crowd joined prayers and sang hymns for the players, while church leaders and government officials offered flowers to players and referees to encourage them to play fairly. The crowd waved flags and shouted slogans to encourage the teams, while Catholic groups played drums and trumpets. The competition will run from July to October and end during the 15th National Congress of Vietnam Bishops. The tournament lives the spirit of synodality in the run-up to the 2023 Synod of Bishops in Rome. Heads up this week, but ucanews.com has much more where you will find commentaries, interviews, opinions and liturgical podcasts. We need your help and blessings. Do visit ucanews.com slash donate and help us reach more regions. Today's producer was Binu Alex and I'll see you next week. Goodbye. 